Welcome to the Go Solo Show, powered by Subkit, the number one place for inspiration to help you start, run, or grow a winning business. I'm Johnny Quirk, and each week we bring you some amazing guests from a wide variety of businesses, all talking about their journey, motivations, and top tips for entrepreneur success. We deliberately aim to bring you stories, interviews, and real people who are fully deep in the trenches, building their businesses, and sharing actionable insights that you can use for your own entrepreneurial business journey. So whatever you're building, we're excited to be part of that journey with you. If you like what we do, don't forget to subscribe. Now let's get on with the show. Hey guys, Johnny Quirk back once again here to support your entrepreneurial journey. Okay, cool. So today I'm delighted to say that we have international career and leadership coach Ziva Bellel here from Paris. Ziva, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me here, Johnny. I'm very, very excited and honored. It's great to have you here. And I'm really excited because actually, from my point of view, for having known you for a few years now, you're pretty much exactly how I would describe solopreneur success. But maybe first off, in your own words, maybe you could describe exactly what your business is and what it does. Sure. Um, so I, at, right now, it's been, it's been my activity for the last three and a half years, four years. Um, so I help women who are at a crossroads in their career. Uh, maybe they are, you know, in a, in a situation, a professional line of work that they really are not feeling very aligned with, or they've left something, maybe they had a burnout or, um, a geographic relocation or the returning from maternity leave. And they're not, they're not sure what their activity should be next, yeah. or they have a project that they've created and they feel like they're not 100% themselves in what they're doing. And so it's like three, three categories of people who are looking for ways to be more themselves and more fulfilled in their professional activity. And so I help them kind of navigate the many, many complex questions that go into that in order for them to really feel like they have clarity on how to move forward and be more themselves and more impactful in their work. Very, very cool. So it's almost like a kind of refresh, restart, reboot type thing. It's a re, yeah, but sometimes it's kind of like a rebirth. Um, okay. Wow. Without the, fourth you. <laughs> one, the fourth re, we, we're evolving already. Um, because it's a little bit of a, it's like a complete realignment with who yeah. they are and their identity. And as that pertains to their activity. Yeah. So sometimes it means like really shedding a lot of layers about who you thought you were, what your what your value is within your environment, within your social group. Yeah. Um, and really kind of coming into your like your true power as you are today, not necessarily yeah. as you have been all throughout the course of your life, but really being like, okay, this is who I want to become more of today. So sometimes that's a little bit of you know, kind of a, like a, a cycle of life that needs to yeah, change. A lot of soul searching, I can imagine as well. And um, in terms of the actual kind of, say, product or service that you sell, tell me more about that. You know, like, is are they, mm -hmm. they one-off relationships? I presume not. Is it a course you sell? Is it coaching, consulting? Yeah, tell me more about the service and product that you offer. So I have um, I have a few different a few different services that I offer. Um, the main one is my one to one coaching, which yeah. is 
um, it's around a six month process. I work with um, I work with a handful of people at any given time because it is a pretty it's a pretty lengthy and a pretty deep endeavor. Mm. So that is um, it consists of eleven sessions total, um, and it's kind of a real deep dive. When I talk about like the whole rebirthing process, it's it's really like you know rolling up your sleeves and getting in there. Yeah. And you should um, take people on a journey as well. It, it's a it's a full journey exactly. to take people. Totally. It's a full journey that has different phases. Yeah. Um, and it's really exciting. We never know going into the journey where we're going to wind up. Yeah. You know, in coaching, you need to have an, an idea of what your goal, you know, could look like. But because a lot of what my clients are looking for, they're looking for uh, a sense of being aligned and fulfilled with their with whatever their professional activity is. But they don't yeah. know what that is. I'm yet. with you saying and that. I don't know are- what that is. <laughs> and with you say, well, exactly. I mean, I guess everybody's so different. And right. with it being, say, one-to-one coaching, you know, when you're say coaching numerous people, I guess at the same time, are they all on? You know, like, do you have them starting at certain times of the month or year or whatever? Like, so it can become into almost like a group kind of hive mentality, or are you literally running different kind of parallel lines at the same time? Mm. Yeah, well, that's part of the tricky part of working one-to-one is that there are people who come in at different parts of the year. Um, I mean, I think it would be amazing if there was like a way to have a class, yep. you know, like sign people up at the same time. But the way it is, is that it's it's a little bit of an imperfect science where, you know, depending on where my schedule is, I can onboard new people. And then, yeah. you know, some people actually require a few extra sessions or, a, you know, some additional kind of support even after they completed the 10 session package. So um, I can't really predict exactly what my yeah. availability is going to be like you know, three or four months down the line. Yeah. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit of um like a, you know, kind of a, feel it out process. Um, but I'm getting better as over, over time, I'm getting better at anticipating like how many people I could take in over, you know, over a set period of time. Of course. Um, but there, it's interesting you, you refer to the hive because, you know, since, um, since you and I have a shared passion for community growth and, 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 you know, bringing people together, one of the things that I did want to do when I started my job as a coach was to create a community for my clients. Yeah. So um, even if they're even if they're not working in a, you know, when I'm doing one-on-one coaching with them, they don't see each other. I make it a point to create like meetups um, where I can connect people because there are there are a lot of parallels between their journeys, or maybe I'm talking to one person. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, she should definitely speak to so-and-so because they're, they're this, like, they have this, the same kind of you yeah. know, passion like a... for spirituality. So yeah. I like, it's a little bit matchmaking. Yeah. And I guess it's almost really like an alumni do. as well. I mean, you know, obviously from, mm-hmm. a, from a point of view of you're trying to empower women to actually be the best version of themselves and to have this, like you said, rebirth in life. But actually the, it's not all from that top down. It's not just you having to do everything. Then it's like you connecting people, making people. And I guess that's got win-win benefits for both sides of those parties as well as connections. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
it's less of it's, you know, there's so much power in like just knowing that you're not alone in mm. your in the questions that you have. Yeah. Um, and of course, I can share that with them during the process. Like you're not a, like what you're what you're looking for is yeah. not, you know, is not so unusual or, you know, your whatever kind of struggles or questions or doubts and fears that you're having. You're not alone to have them. And I think over time working with so many women who are kind of experienced the same kind of, you know, I guess not, they're not there. These crossroads really bring up a lot of, a lot of insecurities and a lot of fears and doubts to be able to help them kind of hear their own, their own voice and someone else's story yeah. is really impactful and really enriching. And it kind of relieves that first level of like there's something wrong with me yeah because i'm going through this so you know as any anytime you can bring people together who have something in common and who have like a shared a shared you know value system or a shared goal they learn so much from each other through that mirror image of course and being a facilitator you know that's so important you know not only for you running your business but having that deeper meaning and you know that's going to generate word of mouth as well amongst people who say yeah, this is this is why i'm on this journey now I'm really interested, Ziva, because this is kind of like, you know, once you've now explained it and I fully get it, which is great. Sometimes I don't, but I really get it as well, which is really exciting. And, you know, I'm just really interested to dig into your kind of, you know, entrepreneurial story. You know, I'm really interested to know kind of to start off with, you know, what gave you the idea to set this up? You know, where does the passion come from to run this business? So, um the I think we got to go a little bit back in time. You tell me if I'm, you know, getting a little bit too far off the side. Hey, but, we we have an hour here, Ziva, um, so it's up to you. Let's we don't have okay, to go back to okay. prehistoric time. Yeah, we <laughs> you know, we're gonna like go back in time. We're gonna put the record. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I so okay, I you know I live in France, but clearly I'm not French. Um, yeah. I'm French by adoption, and you know I have a I have French nationality, but I'm from New York. I've been living here for 20 years. And um, the only thing that the only thing that was driving me in my life um, in the many different decisions that I made was the only thing I knew that I was called to do was to come to France. Yeah. But I never really knew um, what made me tick. It was like I, I, I kind of had lots of different jobs. I fell into things pretty you know, I felt like haphazardly or yeah. people, you know, offered me a job and I was like, okay. So over the course of my life, I never really felt like I had a thing yeah. aside from coming to France. Yeah. Um, and I think there was always this background question in my mind, like what makes people know what they want to do or be yeah. the person they are? How do you know who you are? Um, and it turns out that's kind of like been like that's been the question yeah. forever is like what makes people tick and what makes people really feel like they're in the place they they are meant to be in. Yeah. And so now where I am today, I can kind of connect the dots. You know, I was a journalist for 10 years. Um, I was a marketing director and yeah. team leader. Um, I started my own blog for a while where I was interviewing people who had these really kind of niche expertise. And, um, and what happened was that at the end of 2016, you know, the company I worked for that we worked for yeah. decided to do a complete reorg and we all lost our jobs. And it was a moment to kind of like think about 
what I really wanted to do next that wasn't just some kind of opportunity that landed in my lap or, you know, a con- con- like a continuity of the marketing director. I just was like, what is it I really want to do? Like, yeah. if I, you know, what's what, you know, what, what makes me really interested and what have I always been kind of trying to understand? Mm. And so luckily I was given that time because I, you know, was on, I was on unemployment. And so in France, you're, you're set up really nicely to, to have some time in between jobs to think about what you might want to do. And so coaching is something that I had been like, I had heard the term. I had a friend who was a coach. Every time he talked to me about what he did, I was like drooling over all over myself because it was really much. It was like a lot of the stuff I was trying to put into my job as a marketing director. Like I was really like, you know, trying to grow your voice and tell me what's special about what you want to do. You know, it was was what I love the most, but it wasn't necessarily the best match for for, you know, for the company. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like square peg, round hole, you know, like trying trying to find some Venn diagram bit. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I was really trying to wrap it up. And, you know, it it was, there was, there was a lot of enthusiasm around that, but there was something that always made me feel like it's not really a hundred percent the right stage for that. And then with coaching, it just sounded like, wow, but that's what you do all the time is, you know, ask people questions so that they can discover more about themselves and how they want to be better in their lives, how they can make a deeper contribution. So it really just became quite clear to me that that was the next best step for me was to at least look into coaching. Yeah. And then once I started, you know, taking classes, I, I would right away was like, oh my God, this is insane saying this is so this is me like it was like oh my god this this has always been me I didn't know I didn't have a name for it um so yeah that's how I kind of came to it it was very like very much very much like a um, a happy was a very happy discovery that this thing that I had heard about that sounded like me was me and then um, and then to add the the additional aspect of you know working with women specifically was something that came out during my coach training because I kept I kept bringing up the fact that I really wanted to help women yeah. who were maybe like struggling to find that sense of self and yeah. place in their in their role in the same way that I had. Yeah. Um, I really yeah. wanted to do that for 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 that group. It's really interesting what you say as well, because it's almost like your road on the way to self-actualization, you know, and we talk about self-actualization a lot here because most of the solopreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, small business owners, they're doing it from a place of passion. However, they've got to the point when we're doing this podcast, they have reached that because of the journey they've been on. So maybe moving to France was the first part of that self-actualization, but then obviously you are helping other people self-actualize. You're trying to dig in what motivates them, what makes them tick. Would that probably be about right? Absolutely. And I think that like that term self-actualization is exactly what this is about. It's, um, you know, it's, it's about creating a career. Sure. But it's about like the self-actualization on the road to figuring out what you want to do. 
um, and that and that there are different you know milestones along that path. And for yeah. me, the first yeah, kind of like the first big one was was actualizing this dream that I had since I was a little girl of living in France. Yeah, and I guess getting those you know think about the Maslow pyramid, say you know in a in a in, a, in an interesting way, you know getting the basics right building on top of that so as then people can be the best version of themselves um i'm interested as well because you talk a lot about coaching you talk about you know the service you offer when did you start to think of it as being almost like a business you know did you see you know after redundancy the retraining did you see it as a growing you know sustainable even scalable business did you did you get excited by the business side of it or is the business stuff just tacked on because it's kind of how you wanted to spend your days? There, I think they're kind of inseparable. Um, yeah. Right away for me, it was like, oh, well, I'm going to coach and I'm going to make a living as a coach. So yeah. that means I have a business. So you saw it as basically being like, this is me now. This, this is what I'm doing. And you're, you're fully committed to that as well. I did. Yeah, it was for me the that I guess it was when I when I got trained as a coach, it was really that that was the moment for me to, you know, kind of answer that question. Is this yeah. something that I could do and grow and be really great at? Yeah. Um, and want to become really great at. And um, uh, and, you know, the nice thing is we'll dig later in in terms of like, you know, what, you know, like uh, some of your tips as well to help people kind of do that. But, you know. Do you come from a background of entrepreneurs? You know, like, have you got, you know, being an entrepreneur in the blood? You know, I know, obviously, we talked about what you wanted to do with your life. But you know, do you have that uh, entrepreneurial bug and support system with entrepreneurs? I love that question because I, <laughs> I think I do without I don't I, it's not something that's like top of mind. But when yeah. I think about people in my family, I mean, there were some people absolutely know in my family were like full on, you know, just lifetime um, social, you know, civil yeah. servants. And, and yeah. my dad was a teacher. My grandfather, you know, was part of the union. But there was another side of my family, my 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 mom's side of the family, where um, my great grandfather started an, uh, a printing house in yeah. New York. And, um, and it went on to, you know, to grow into this really, you know, this really successful business. And my grandfather inherited the business and all of my family worked there. And so I grew up going to the family business, the family shop. So it actually seemed um, uh, achievable to you, like doing your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it wasn't, there was no, there wasn't an absence of a model like that in my life. Also my stepdad, he started a video store in, you know, in Queens in the eighties, you know, when it was a little bit, I was going to say the hot new. That would be hot and new. I I can imagine it now. It'd be the coolest place in town. (laughs) And I remember as a kid, like, in the living room when we got a whole bunch, like we got our delivery of, of video cassettes and I was like shrink wrapping the boxes. And I had this, um, I had, you know, the, the cash register that was just empty because yeah. we were just getting the supplies in, in at the house. And I was like, you know, playing with the cash register. Yeah. So I think I kind of like was exposed to people who, who started businesses or who were yeah. successful at starting their businesses and, and who were just really passionate about, their shtick, like they had a shtick, yeah. um, and it was about kind of really going deep into that. At least, yeah, yeah that was I was exposed. 
And I think that's kind of, you know, a good point because, you know, we people have different answers for this. Some people say, oh, yeah, the entire family was. I didn't feel pressurized into going into it. But I was had this DIY ethos. I had the idea that I could definitely do something myself or that one day I would. Or some people say I've had absolutely no entrepreneurial book, but I fell into it through exposure or whatever. You know, there's many different journeys on the way to doing that. And it kind of has me now, like Ziva, to follow this up because, you know, you've now been doing this, like let's say you did your training and maybe you set up in say 2017 or something. So, you know, a good three or four years behind you now growing this business. You know, do you ever think you could go back to a salaried position, um, you know, like for a, for a company? You know, whether you were contacted by a business, you said, I really want you to come and work full time for me. Or you were just like, oh, you know, I want that. You know, like, do you think you ever could ever go back? I don't know. It depends on who would reach out. <laughs> um, Brene Brown, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I know. You want me to join your team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, I think that it would have to be, you know, such an amazing such an amazing fit and that yeah. there was a way for me to really kind of build on what I'm doing and what I know. Um, but it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to imagine that right now. But um, yeah, there's sometimes where I hear like, you know, Brene Brown, who I'm totally obsessed with. And I listen yeah, to yeah. every podcast that she's done. And sometimes she's like me, you know, on our team, we do this. And I'm like, Oh my God, Brene Brown. <laughs> yeah. They're like, sorry, ladies. Yeah. It's just like, you know, we, we've, I'm sorry to cut you off halfway through your journey. But I've just had this massive offer, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but honestly, aside from her, I like I don't really I don't I don't I don't know who 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 would be able to like, you know, take me away from from what I do today. Um, but I mean, there's certain parts about truthfully, like there are certain parts about being an entrepreneur yeah. that are challenging because you are, you know, you're really working, you know, with your own stuff all the time. Yeah. And, um, and I think sometimes I have a little bit of nostalgia, let's just say it, like a little bit of nostalgia for um, being part of a, like a project where there are lots of different people who are kind of picking apart at the same problem from different perspectives and yeah. that kind of, you know, the, the, the creative, you know, environment and the stimulation from having lots of different people working together so more of kind of like a team like a team mentality sometimes yeah. can be yeah. who can, can make me very you know very nostalgic and we had we had a really great one but yeah so yeah. I can't see myself going leaving what I'm doing now to work for another company but if it were like transferring my whole thing into another company I don't yeah. know yeah it, it's like I guess it's a guaranteed payday like you said you know not to just be talking about cash but like I said if you could do your thing for a company and have that with a bigger vision then that could work very very well I also want to dig into that a bit because you know you hit the nail on the head when you said you know and I'm reading between the lines here that you know being a solo entrepreneur can be a lonely place sometimes and you know you obviously do miss having a team or working within a team has that got less over the years you know has the scariness of that maybe from day one and the, what am I doing here? I'm starting from zero kind of subsided a bit, or is it something like that's always there or is it just something that kind of hangs around a little bit, but it's not really a worry to you. I was I'm like, the scare, it's not scary to, for me to do my thing on my own. That's not, yeah. it's more of a, um, a feeling of, ah, it could be really fun and, 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 
inspiring to be yeah. around other people. So, yeah. um, or like I miss those kind of conversations with peers mm -hmm. um, who, you know, have different perspectives on the same kind of problem. So it's not like I'm scared to, to go to go on this journey, uh, you know, as a solopreneur, yeah. but more like mm, it could be more fun. It can be more stimulating and like I'm yeah. missing some of that. So when that happens, you know, I try to listen to that, you know, and um, and and answer that, you know, and I think that it's important when you do have a project to see like, OK, so this is good, but how could it be even better? How can I make myself feel that I'm getting that stimulation if it's lacking? And yeah. so there are a couple of things that I did, you know, going back to the first question about what are my different services, like I developed a product a service because I felt like I needed it for myself, which <laughs> yeah, was yeah. to, like, <laughs> which was to have more of a group, like a group environment, like yeah. a group coaching experience. And, um, and so I created this thing called a mastermind, which was evocative of the kind of work that I did as a team leader in my previous job. Yeah. So it was because I was like, well, I really love doing the work one-on-one, -on -one, but there's something so special about a group coming together and and kind of coming up with great ideas and i like the idea of being a facilitator for that but not necessarily being the one who runs the, the whole ship and has to yeah. have you know always be in the coach role it was more about be like be a collaborator with a group of people yeah. so i actually created a service that um satisfied my curiosity and my needs as in my entrepreneurial role but that also clearly met a need for the people that i work with yeah and, and often to be honest the best businesses do you know like we interviewed a guy uh, roger a few weeks ago who's in movements personal trainer health nutrition and you know he he got into that and he's been very successful now coaching people to have a better lifestyle health fitness those sorts of stuff but he'd come from a point of being massively unhealthy, overweight, terrible lifestyle, but he needed that own need to do it. And this is, again, where his passion came from. That's what kind of drives and motivates him on. But I also like what you just said. I think it's very important that all entrepreneurs, small business owners, solopreneurs have that support network. They have somewhere that they yeah. can rely on. Would you say that's important? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the beginning when I started out, I, I, you know, I got my, I, I right away was like, there's so many things I don't understand. I'm building my business. I feel like very overwhelmed. I don't know how to structure my, my business or how many clients I could take on, how much I should charge them. And I wound up hiring a coach to help me through that first phase. And I worked with her for a year and a half and she was, yeah. she was kind of a, like a business strategist coach. And so that was great because it was, you know, kind of a mix between yep. therapy and, and, you know, <laughs> and coaching. Yeah. Um, and just like, Oh my God, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so uh, that, that was so important for me to have an outlet for that um, because yeah. there's only so much that your, your, you know, your partner in life can help you with <laughs> yeah. when you're, when you're a <laughs> yeah. solopreneur, like you're work, you know, like you're in your thing all the day. And then like, you know, yeah. Um, and especially over the last 18 months, say as my well, my husband comes home and I'm like, yeah. yeah. So there's only so much that they can really help you with. Um, and I think it's super important to have someone who is um, neutral 
you know, yeah. who is on your side, rooting for your, like rooting for your, like, you know, success and for your growth and for your fulfillment, but who isn't invested in your life, you know, from yeah. a personal perspective. Of course. So definitely I would say find whoever that is. If it's a coach, if it's like a, a group, yeah. uh, a community, um, I think it's vital, vital to have other people that you can talk to who are going to yeah. be able to like root for you and root for your, like, you know, Amazing. your best, your, your best self, but, you know, be cautious about bringing it home because yeah, yeah. there's a whole other set of, you know, responsibilities and criteria and expectations. Mm. And, um, and no matter how much your partner, you know, is a big fan of yours and loves you, they see the world through their own specific like eyes. Prism or so yeah. they don't see them through your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that, that's good independent advice people as well it's it's much cheaper than a divorce as well or or whatever <laughs> down the line as well so right right exactly. Ziva, that's all amazing because first off i get a really good vision of like passion for setting up your business why you did it you know just basically what motivates you to obviously do this which is really exciting but we're now moving on to stage two of our of our call today where you know, I talk with the individual solopreneurs, entrepreneurs that we have uh, join us and just try and get a bit more about your tips, maybe to help other entrepreneurs, no matter what industry they're in, like how they could be a better business person or whatever. So I'm really interested to start maybe looking about how you approach goal setting um, and how maybe anybody could do that. I grabbed a little bit off your website. You know, you're talking about clarify, excavate, slice, strengthen. Um, you know, I hope your website's up to date. I sometimes put people on the spot and they say, no, this was last year's stuff. You're like, but, but... Whose website is that? <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, no, who would have thought there's two Ziva Bellels out there and Paris doing the same thing. Go <laughs> and get their lawyers in touch. Um, but, you know, if, say, like I was an entrepreneur and I was looking to, you know, really try and set some solid goals for this year, you know, like, how, how would you approach goal setting? Like, what are the most important tips and takeaways you could give to any entrepreneurs about how they could achieve their goals yeah i mean it's a very i would think like goal setting is like such such a complex question um yeah. and and you know in terms of there's a little bit of a double ed, you know like a double way i can i can answer this you know yeah. when i'm working with clients we're working on establishing what is the goal of their coach, coaching journey so there are some very specific things that we look into and it's kind of setting the goal, identifying the goal is a huge component of the coaching process because it's very hard to know what is the goal that you want to go after. So, um, and I think that's the same thing for anyone who's setting out on any kind of project is you don't like, if you don't really know why you're shooting for this particular goal mm -hmm. it could be very arbitrary it could be very you know much influenced by other people or oh so and so is doing it that way or this is what i think i need to be doing yep you know i think i need to be on instagram you know five hours a day yep. but like why so i think it goes back to really understanding why you are shooting for a specific goal like yeah. what does that goal represent for you? Yeah. So in in the coaching process, it's very much about okay. So what is it? Would what would be really cool to have happen? Like what would you love to see happen yeah. within this particular period of time? 
And then kind of once you make a list of all the different things that would be cool to see happen, like what's the common, what's the common denominator there? Like what is the ultimately all those things going to serve? And if you achieve that, what happens next? Yeah. Um, and really kind of forecasting what would the implications of that goal have on my life, on my life socially, on my life financially, my life personally, professionally, to have like a 360 degree understanding yeah. of what that goal, you know, coming into, into life would yeah. really look like. So it's a little bit of this visualization yeah. of projecting yourself into it, because sometimes people have goals that they think they need to have, but are, those goals are really um, incongruent with their lives mm. or with their values. Yeah. So it's kind of really getting to the heart of like, what is this, how does this goal fit into the everything else that I, you know, imagine myself wanting and, and you know, shooting for. Yeah. And then once you, you know, once you understand, okay, this is really, this is really the thing that is the most important to me, then it's really kind of like, breaking it down into, you know, kind of doing a retroactive. Yeah. Like working backwards like, okay, and see what I want. Yeah. Right. But you have to really get into the, like kind of living and breathing in that goal for a while to see yeah. like, does it really fit you? Does it feel right to shoot for that thing? Um, and then to kind of retroactively backstep and, mm -hmm. and see, okay, well, if this is what I want. What, what will be the milestones that I can imagine happening as I work towards that goal yeah so once again like kind of visualizing what would be okay so that means like in three months this would happen in six months this would happen in nine months yeah. this would happen how realistic is that what do I need to do in order to to make that you know yeah. come to fruition and then you get really really granular about chunking it out yeah and 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 you know activating those things that that help you bring that help bring you to that goal and what's your advice? And again, this is amazing advice. And what's your advice for keeping people on track as well? You know, obviously, I guess these goals have to be flexible, or at least the milestones maybe need to be flexible, or the small tasks. You know, people have to correct course at some point if they'd feel they're maybe going in the wrong direction. For maybe say, and I'm doing this through the prism of solo entrepreneurs, whether that's people who've again are trying to focus on where to spend their time, or maybe they're doing it as a side hustle. I guess the people you coach. Have all got busy jobs or they're doing stuff as well how do you manage to make sure they stay on track and manage to fit this into their lifestyle as well well i mean i think that it's it's about having that you know kind of self-compassion as well for you know for yourself and what yeah. you are able to achieve or not um we beat ourselves up a lot because we kind of set really lofty goals that aren't realistic so yeah. you know um, there's, there's a lot to be said is about, um, seeing when things don't work out in the way that you have planned, when did they go off course? Yeah. What, where, like what happened? Um, did you get stuck at a problem you didn't have the answer to? And so you like went down a rabbit hole for the entire day, you know, watching Bridgerton, like, yeah, cool. yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but that well, could be productive. It's a good insight into your life as Eva. You're just like, <laughs> do you know if there's any more new series of it yet? Because I've, I've got through it in two days. So the thing is, I so when there is a goal, a goal that is set and um, it seemed like it was the right, like it, it made sense and it was achievable and yeah. okay, 
supposed to, you know, theoretically it should work. If it doesn't work out, it's important to see what happened that set it off course. Yeah. So was it because you started to doubt yourself? What is it because it was too complex? Was it because it wasn't the right time? You didn't have enough information. Um, Maybe you need some additional support. So we can very often just say like, well, I'm not disciplined enough. I'm a perfectionist. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm determined. I'm not strong-willed. I'm not ambitious yeah. as a way of kind of, you know, putting things on our identity. Yeah. Like it's an identity call when actually it's more of a behavioral call. Like yeah. what didn't work here? When did I stop doing the things that I thought I wanted to do or needed yeah. to do? Uh, so I guess so that's where we get that's where we get kind of granular into yeah. what were you saying to yourself? How did you feel? Like, where, where did that go? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really just, you know, it's things that are really easy to, to correct, mm-hmm. but it requires a little bit of a, you know, kind of observation of the situation as a st- as, as opposed to just kind of blanking it, you know, getting, getting yourself into, you know, kind of an identity rut. Yeah. I'm someone who can't, you know, fulfill my expectations or I'm not good enough at this, or I'm not cut out for that. It's not that you're not cut out for it. It's just that maybe you don't have the tools to understand, you know, what made you get stuck where you were. And I really like what you just said, behavioral opposed identity. I guess it's probably having the, I don't know if you call it emotional intelligence or whatever, but the having the analysis of the situation and actually trying to externalize it and say, these are things which I need to work on and get better at, but it's not about me. It's about the situation. It's about identifying those and learning from those mistakes or learnings we'll call them as you move along. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's super important to like dissociate these large like identity calls uh, where you're just kind of putting yourself in some kind of, you know, big bucket. Yeah. This isn't for me. And just, and you know, dissociate that, from yeah the act like what prevented me from taking action here yeah externalizing it and I'm really interested as well to 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 kind of like get your input in terms of how you build relationships as well with people so you know like I guess you know some of your stuff is is obviously offline you know or or was pre-covid you'll be doing some online stuff as well what's your approach to kind of relationship building is there any kind of like tips and tricks that you have just you know I guess obviously being genuine and natural and listening is such an important thing but you know I say this because so many relationships is so built it's so important in terms of selling products or build relationships community whatever what are your top tips for that um I would say learn to listen really well um is like tip number one, don't, you know, in any relationship, really, uh, if it's for work, if it's for with your, you know, with people in your personal life is to really ask questions, because you want to hear the answer from that person. Um, Before you offer advice, or before you decide what your next, you know, thought is, or how you can, you know, you want to offer or certainly like really really try to listen to what's being said yeah um and and once you can like read between the lines too is like what is this person looking for or, you know if they ask you a question you know frequently in my you know when i'm 
speaking with potential clients, you know, I have a, I have a list of questions that I always ask in my discovery calls because I want it. It's kind of like when you're recruiting someone for a job, you want to stay like as close to um, like a neutral script Mm -hmm. so that everyone has the opportunity to be themselves within those spaces. Yeah. So, um, and like really listen to what they're saying and, you know, part of the coaching skill set is you know formulating reformulating yeah um what people say and so you know you listen really deeply and then you say so what i'm hearing is this Mm. and being able to say back to someone what you heard maybe there are going to be some you know some slight changes in the way that you describe it you know yeah if they feel like you really heard them and understood what they were talking about and what they're moved by or what they're, you know, struggling with already, that's like, I don't know, you've gone like, you know, so far ahead of 99% of the world. So like, it's, um, it's just, it's simple, but it's not simplistic and yeah. it takes effort and it takes practice. But I would say like the number one, the number one factor in building relationships is really, really hearing what people say. And if you want to test it out, just say it back to them and make sure that that was what they were saying. Okay. I'm hearing you here, Ziva. You know, it's about building this trust and listening to people. <laughs> Did I pass the thing? And as a journalist of 10 years, you have to tell yeah, me. Well, yeah. I do this. It was all right. <laughs> I, I, I will get better. I've made the notes here as well, which is very, very important. Um, you touched on this, Eva, a minute ago when you said, you know, you have these pre-qualifying calls, say, you know, the discovery calls with people. What is your kind of like lead generation process like? You know, what's that kind of almost like pre-customer journey like? I presume, obviously, because you're, um, you know, you're not in the macro level it's not like you're 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 selling bulk here you know you obviously you're working with clients who are obviously paying you a, a decent amount of money to obviously go on this journey with you you're obviously able to develop the niche which you have obviously it's a big niche but you know like what's that kind of pre-qualifying journey from you finding a lead to then the discovery call and then saying right are we going to do this you know what's what's your kind of i hate to call it sales tactic but how do you convert somebody from a an interested to a to a sale hmm Well, I think that what's been very effective is um, making sure that the way that you talk about your services online, anywhere or in, because I have a newsletter, I also have a blog. And since I was a journalist before, it's a way for me to kind of, you know, keep those, keep those little, you know, skills and and fresh, yeah, like keep them (laughs) nice nice and sharp. But it's something that I really love. Like I love telling stories. Um, and so I try to get into the mindset of, you know, the person who I most want to work with. Okay. Yeah. Like who, the ideal customer, like my ideal customer, where is she right now in her process, like in her yeah. journey? And since I've worked with a lot of ideal people, like my kind of people who I know that I can really help and that I want to help, there's that synergy. I can kind of like groove into that. Like, okay, so this is my lady. She's like, this is what she's worried about. This is what she's struggling with. This is what, you know, she's, she's like, you know, can't stop thinking about. And then 
I, you know, draw from that base and kind of bring examples or bring stories to her that I think are going to help her feel less alone and feel connected to, to like the journey that she could potentially take with me. Maybe, maybe not, but at least she's going to feel like she's gotten something, some value out of the story that I've shared. So that's kind of like the warm up is... Um, it's the seeding process, but I'm doing it in a kind of in a really unsalesy way because it's just it's just meeting her where she is um, with what I'm capable of sharing. And so, you know, I have people who have signed up to my newsletter. I have like a, you know, an opt-in offer where it's, a, you know, it's a guide to visual like three exercises to you know, goal setting through visualization. Um, And so people already are kind of getting a sense of my style and my voice and um, my personality. And that is a kind of a, like a sifting out process to, to eventually get to the point where when we do talk, um, it's not like, I never feel like I'm selling anything to anyone. Like they, they like gotten to the point where they're like, yeah, they're ready. They just, you know, it's like, let's just make sure this is a good fit or financially. Is it a good fit? You know, timeframe wise, are you like, are you looking for something a little bit faster? Um, Are you interested in doing this kind of deeper work? This like rebirth process, or do you want to see a coach who's like, you know, maybe going to look at your CV and, you know, kind of pull up LinkedIn and, you know, plug things in, like, which is totally, you know, totally relevant, but that's not the way that I do things. And I make it very clear on my website and my communication, like the the way that I like to work and the way that I've been able to, you know, um, help people along in their journey. And it's, it's, so by the time they get to me, it's like, okay, it's either absolutely, or I have a few, or maybe, maybe not, but it's usually closer to this sounds like, this sounds great. Yeah, and I think that's great what you've just been saying. It's almost doing that initial persona work, which you've identified. It's being able to craft something which is obviously highly relevant. I, I really like how you do your case studies on the website. You know, there's a wide variety, but it's it's showing almost that person who's maybe interested in your services, who these people are, and I guess whether they fit in with their lifestyle. I mean, there's a good, I don't know how many, there's 10 maybe, say, or something on there. So like you said, I, I really like that. It's not like you're just spamming people on LinkedIn or you're doing loads of broad outreach and also I guess as you've matured the company you've reached a point where you can be I don't hate to use the word picky but you actually can choose the people it's got to be a two-way street here that you both align on where you're going and I guess that builds a deeper relationship long term yeah yeah I mean sometimes it's very it's very um I don't like for somebody I'm saying like generous but it's really very um, wonderful to help someone, even if it's not ma- about making the sale, you know, yeah. even if it's about like helping someone get the right person yeah. for them. So if I feel like it's not me and they feel like it's not me, that's great. Like, yeah. that's okay. Cause they're yeah. going to go and find the person that they're, they're <laughs> meant to work with. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I'm going to not work with someone who is maybe not the right person for me to work with. So yeah. 
it's this weird, you know, you have to really kind of get your ego out of the game and, you know, at those moments. But I think that over time I've been able to like grow that, you know, kind of different perspective, like, okay, well, if so-and-so says no, or I'm not feeling like it's, it maybe they need, they, maybe they need something else. Maybe Mm. they're, they, maybe they need to go into therapy first before they work with me. Yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to like come to terms with that um, because you're like, well, it's, I kind of do want, like there's stuff about it. It sounds really, it's interesting. It's challenging. But then a moment it's just like, okay, is this the right, is this the right fit for both of us? Um, And 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 being being okay with, uh, with, you know, articulating when it's not. Yeah, I like what you just said as well, like even from a point of view where, like you said, if if they're maybe not at that right stage, maybe they need something deeper, maybe they don't. But it's, you know, you're able to act in a way that actually, you know, still gives value to them, you know, still helps on their journey. And, you know, that that one didn't work out, but, you know, the the vast majority of the time it will do. And I guess that's when your reputation comes in as well, because people talk, people talk positively about you, even if you haven't been able to coach them, you know. Right. right. Some amazing advice there, Ziva. Uh, when we do the blog post of this for the Go Solo show, we're obviously going to be, you know, printing all this stuff up, which is brilliant. Obviously not manually, but it'll be nice for people to obviously dig <laughs> into that, you know, and, you know, we pick out some of these tips yeah. and share them as well, which, you know, I think some of this evergreen stuff is amazing because, you know, making a sale is about relationship building and it's that kind of pre-sale, all that stuff as well. Here's our famous rapid fire round now, Ziva. I know it's the point right. you've been waiting for on the show. So uh, feel free to give a little bit of flavor. You don't have to be like one word answers, but let's see how many of these we can get okay. through this week. So um, who are your favorite entrepreneurs in life? Shaka Khan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, exactly. You know, I knew Shaka Khan was going to come up at some point today. It's a, uh, you know, so uh, yeah, right. Okay. Shaka Khan is on our list, guys. So. He's always the answer. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Favorite okay. entrepreneurs. Focus. Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite entrepreneurs. So there's one woman who really comes to mind, uh, Marie Forleo, yeah. who is, um, she's got a business in America, well, globally, that's uh, she's called B-School. But she's got, um, she was a coach for many years. And then she, um, she kind of transitioned her her career into creating a business school that's for digital entrepreneurs and um I did B school after having like you know listened to her podcast religiously she's a girl from New Jersey she's really funny she loves to dance she throws in some curse words she's got like a lot of flair and I think that what I have learned the most from her as like an entrepreneurial model is that like you can have a lot of fun you can yeah. have a lot of fun building your business and being you in your business yeah um and be not yourself. trying to be anyone else you know not trying to like do it like you know Mary down the block or you know Josephine but like you know do it your way yeah you get inspired by other people but um figure out like what your what your personal flavor is like what makes you distinctive and special and like that is that is such a great foundation to already have under your belt um and then like people will be drawn to you who are meant to be drawn to you but if you're not being yourself 
then um then like you're who are you yeah exactly <laughs> uh, and you know and people will always find their own tribe as well so it kind of makes sense to be yourself and uh you know and, and those people will find you this is great and she's not on our list yet and we were compiling ah, this cool. as well of our guests so it's a great thing you know as we build out these separate blogs with you know best entrepreneurs favorite books who in life is your most inspiring person I mean, right now I have to say, like, I'm like, I'm so loving Brene Brown. I know I mentioned her before, yeah. but um, she's also, I mean, I, I, I would, you know, technically she is an entrepreneur, but she's like, you know, she's, she's, uh, she's just such a, um, like a role model for um, being incredibly authentic and um, really courageous. And she's built up a whole you know, a whole repertoire of books around leadership and leading in, in ways that are uncommon for yeah. like, you know, the historic vernacular of power over people, but more power with people. Yeah. And I think that she's done some incredible work over the last couple of years, specifically with two podcasts that she has, Dare to Lead and, and um, Unlocking Us. Yeah. where she interviews people in such an incredible way. Yeah. And I just like, you know, I love her style. I love her brain. Yeah. And I love how she lets her brain and her curiosity get messy sometimes. Mm. Um, and so I think that, you know, it's really, it's really inspiring to, to have that normalized where you don't have to be, you know, a perfectly formed expert. You can go through the, like the learning process like live and on you know on yeah, camera yeah, yeah. with your audience and show them what it's like to like connect the dots because yeah. I'm someone who loves I love the moment where like you can see those connections being formed and yeah. she shares that process with right, okay. uh, with her audience. I'm gonna check it out you know I only listen to the go solo show so I don't know any other podcast no no I'm joking <laughs> I listen to a low but I'll be sticking them on my uh, on my list as Eva as well to, to check into that as well um, on your business journey the last few years, what would be like the one, I guess, business book that you would maybe encourage to people? I mean, I don't know how much business book reading you do, but is there something which you felt really helped you on your journey um, or something that you would uh, you know, put to people wanting to start, run or grow a business? Um, the thing that's funny is that I did a lot of business like it turns out I read a lot more about that when I was, you know, working as a manager because I was yeah. really into the way the brain worked and, you know, behavioral psychology. So it's not so much business as more about how, how we could um, kind of train our brains to help us get what we want. Yeah. So, um, and just, you know, kind of model, model processes to help us achieve our goals. Mm. So there is one book I think is really interesting that I have it here with me. I like, I have a pile. Wow. How prepared. Um, <laughs> I know. So this book I read actually when I was at Yelp and just, just for the benefit of everybody on the audio podcast, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, HBR's. Okay. Right. Right. This is, it's, um, it's Harvard, Harvard business reviews, 10 must reads yeah. and all around the, the subject of managing yourself. So it's yeah. on managing yourself. Um, if you read nothing else on managing yourself, read these definitive articles from Harvard business review. Um, nice. and 
it's just a really great collection of essays from lots of different writers and thinkers and experts about what is it really about becoming a great self-leader? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how to manage oneself. Like, what are the goal, like, what are the benchmarks that you're striving for? And, yep. um, and there's really great forward here that I recently came back to. Um, and it's called How Will You Measure Your Life by Clayton M. Christensen. Okay. And um, it, like I, I come back to this all the time because sometimes when you're on an entrepreneurial path, you can get really kind of logged, you know, like focused on the external success milestones, yeah. you know, feeling you know, um, a certain degree of, am I legitimate enough in the eyes of people? How I'm not confident enough, which usually has to do with the fact that you don't think that other people see you as legitimate. Um, Imposter syndrome. So I feel like that can get very, very, very prickly. Um, It's kind of a a never ending, you know, rabbit hole. Where if you want, you can go there and there are always going to be other people who, have done it longer, have written yeah. more books, you know, are, you know, are doing TED Talks, et cetera. But if you're only focused on that, you're not going to do any work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's so basically here, it's more about like how if you focus less on uh, the, the quote is don't worry about the level of individual prominence you have achieved. Worry about the individuals you have helped become better people. Uh, this is my final recommendation. Think about the metric by which your life will be judged and make a resolution to live every day so that in the end, your life will be judged a success. Wow. That's, that's some deep shit, Ziva, now. Like that's, that's, and that's our soundbite as well. This is, this is the tag, right? <laughs> the Go Solo show's over for the rest of the day, guys. Let's leave it on that now. So, <laughs> very, very good. That is going into our library for entrepreneurs as well to pick up as well. But yeah, really, really good. I love that quote as well. You kind of talked about this very, very briefly just then, but, um, you know, what do you do yourself to keep a strong work-life balance from making sure that work doesn't seep into your life? I guess it's obviously is very close to the relationship you're building. You know, obviously you've taken a lot on from your clients. What do you do for work-life balance? Um, well, I think one of the funnest parts about being an entrepreneur is that you can design your, your, your life and your week, how, ever you want um as long as you allow yourself to so um you know the number of clients i take on is up to me yeah the amount of time i spend you know making dinner playing tennis you know walking around the city that's up to me yeah so it's it's like a it's a total it's a total free uh frame to then come in and structure. So I like to really, you know, use my, use my, my schedule as a reflection of the life that I want to have. So um, when I decided to become an entrepreneur, it was because I wanted to have time for myself and have time for my family and have Mm -hmm. time for the subjects that I'm really interested in. It wasn't just to work nine to five every day. Yeah. And What's great about the work that I do is that it's so fulfilling and inspiring to me that when I'm not working, I'm thinking about things that I could draw from and bring into my work. So 
I would say like the tip that I have is I really use my schedule in a strategic way. Like I see clients on specific days. There are th- I see clients on Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, and I have set the set schedule. Like, yep. you know, I don't see evening clients. It's a choice. Yep. Um, I, you know, can, I only take on a certain number of clients per week, knowing how much energy uh, and focus goes into all of those clients, all of all of those sessions. So I know yep. that like, I now know how much I can budget for. And when I'm not, um, you know, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm doing things like, you know, talking to you, yep. um, speaking, you know, speaking with discovery call people, you know, after this, I'm getting a, you know, I told you I had to go at a certain time it's because i have a pedicure you know oh, like i what a life ziva it's like <laughs> sign me up i'm gonna do the dude's version of this series so it's just here uh... so i have no i have no problem um yeah. finding things that i really want to do and putting that into my schedule like i really think that that's so that's so great. so important. it's kind of like you know i think of it as like the moon the phases of the moon like you've got yeah. this point where you can you know you're bright and you can shine but you got to retreat and regenerate so um i think as well it's it sounds to me like you're almost like putting in the 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 pleasure side in a good way first the priority so you're prioritizing your life ahead of the business obviously the business has to be well otherwise you're not going to have a life but it's just getting that real fine balance between making sure that you have a great lifestyle but also obviously work fits in around that as well, which is the dream of us all is to build a sustainable business, I guess, as opposed to, you know, think, well, I can hire five employees, or I could hire 10 employees or whatever. If you're happy in your lane doing what you're doing, I think that's the kind of, you know, goal really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think really going into it and being like, okay, for me, this business, I wanted to see, I wanted to look like, like, what do I want it to look like for me? Not because, you know, I want to you know compete with someone else and i think that that's the version of success like what was the version of success look like for me and really like kind of thinking through like what okay what would my days look like what my week weeks look like um and so for me that became you know a lot about well i want to be able to like walk around the city and listen to you know three hours of my favorite podcasts you know yeah and and you know yeah. And that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Or, or three um... hours of Shaka Khan on a Friday, depending. <laughs> the, uh... Right, right. But um, yeah, it's uh, I love walking. I love, and I get a lot of ideas that way. Yeah. And I see things, and I make connections. So it's almost like I know where I know what I need to be doing for myself and for my mind in order to kind of replenish. Yeah. Uh, the bucket in order to be the person, you know, the coach that I, that I, that I want to be in that I, you know, yeah, promote myself as. And that's great because actually, you know, like it's a question which I was going to ask later and you've answered that now, which is brilliant, which is, you know, what does success mean to you? And it sounds, you know, really, really like you've, you've got a level on that. And it's always important, I think, to ask people that because some people are just chasing a, a goal, which always keeps moving, whether it's financial, whether it's whatever, do they see it as sustainable or scalable? So sounds like you're in a good place, Eva. And uh, don't worry, I'm not going to make you late for your pedicure, I can guarantee, because we only have a <laughs> few more questions there. Uh, in your business journey, do you have like a funny anecdote or something which has maybe come up, you know, that maybe was 
bit awkward at the time, soul destroying, whatever. But actually, now you can look back on. You know, we all have these moments. You know, yeah. what's happened to you? You know, I was thinking about that. I don't have like I, I, I'm sure there's so many, but there's one that really comes to mind. And like you had asked earlier if I had like an entrepreneurial bug in me um, or like some kind of genetic pre, you know, predisposition. But before before I worked at Yelp, I had started a blog. And I think that yeah. it was maybe like my early entrepreneurial days where I had a blog um, that was called Paris. It still exists. I still pay the hosting. I haven't updated it for years, but yeah. Paris by appointment only. And I created it because um, I was thinking about making it into a book. I had this idea. It'd be really great to to share the stories of artisans who are working, who have very little visibility, but who are, you know, are doing these crafts that, you know, have been around for, for decades or generations, yeah. kind of toiling away, whatever. So I had, it was supposed to be a book, but then it was 2008, financial crisis in New York, book dealers were not signing on aspirational yeah. books to Paris. But so then I decided to make it into a blog. Yeah. And I remember... There was a friend of ours um, who I was telling, I was telling, you know, the fact that I was doing this project who said to me like, okay, well, it sounds really interesting, but like, what's the point? Yeah. And what's you just point? went like, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's the point? Did, did you say, what's the point and in life? Here, let's start me, thinking at a deeper was... level. <laughs> you know, like, why are we here? Yeah, but like... it was really interesting because it was just, I had this desire to like follow this path, like follow this thread, like follow this lead. I was like curious. I wanted to know more. I felt passionate about it. And I knew that someone out there would be interested in it too. Yeah. And I think that like to jump ahead to like, what's the point? Like what's going to be the ROI in yeah. this, you know, in this project before you've even, even, you haven't even started. Yeah. It's a, and it's very common, I think, for people to be like, okay, well, what are you going to do with this? Like, how are you going to make a living? Or like, you know, what are you going to, you going to try to sell it? Or, you know, why, why are you doing this thing? And for me, it was just so, it was like such a, like such a, like a, like, are you kidding me? Like, it, it, like, it felt like a real affront because I didn't see it that way at all. Yeah. Like, I didn't know where it was going. I didn't know what the point was, aside from the fact that I was just really interested and curious about it. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and what I think about that off because the point of that actually turned turned out to be like a point for so many things. Like that's mm -hmm. how I got recruited um, by Yelp because they found my blog. It's like it gave yeah. me access to storytelling. It like honed my my entrepreneurial skills. Yeah. It pushed me to um, articulate an idea in a way that was different from anything I had been seeing. So there were so many points to it. And I just yeah. think it's really funny that like, <laughs> that was the, that was like, it was supposed to halt me in my tracks and it did yeah. everything, but. But actually, you know, being curious in life is what starts a million projects and you know, they don't always work out, but it drives you on in some way. It scratches that, uh, itches that scratch, if you will do. Uh, oh, is that one? Scratches itch? I don't know. It's, it's been a long call, but you know, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's it. That's exactly the one I'm calling. Well, I can edit all this out. I probably won't do. But, you know, I, I think the situation there is true. You know, like if we were all just, she's saying, well, what's the ROI? Then we'd become a sterile 
closed world where nobody does anything. It would just be like, you know, it's data driven, you know, going in that way in some directions. But, you know, it kind of all makes sense now. For anybody out there, Ziva, who is thinking about taking the plunge and going solo, um, you know, what advice would you give them? Um, well, if you're thinking about going solo, there's yeah. probably something about going solo that you want to know more about. So um, I would say follow like follow it, follow it like a detective would, you know, kind of like a bloodhound. Hmm. Um, and, you know, what about going solo is attractive to you? is, you know, in, in gets you, you know, it's titillated. Um, you know, what, like, kind of like, where is the, how is the magnet working? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and take action on it, little small action on that curiosity and on that lead, like, like a bloodhound, like, okay, what's yeah. the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Before you're like, oh, oh my God, but if I do that, then that means that I have to like give up everything and I'm going to be, you know, falling off a cliff and financially I'm not going to be able to support any myself or anyone else. Yeah. We really get, like, I see this all the time with my clients where we'd have a tendency to think, think of things in really kind of stark opposing forces. Mm. Like I'm secure in where I am, even if I'm uncomfortable and over there is like, I'm going to be eaten alive. Yeah. So there's a huge, there's a huge space in between those two things. Yeah. Um, and there's like, yeah, but that's it's, like it's our brain so binary, really is like I guess. danger. Safety. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's, you know, like alert, 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 red alert, like yeah, move yeah. away and like, okay, this, I know it, it's familiar, but eh. so that if you, if there is a calling, look into what is calling you like what about the solopreneurial life do you think resonates with you is it the subject matter is it the lifestyle is there a like specific kind of message that you really want to get across is there something inside of you that you feel like you don't have an opportunity to share or to really grow mm -hmm. like what exactly is that thing and then start doing it now yeah amazing it, it that is so true as well and like you said it's not a binary situation it, it can look like it for that thought of like oh no i'm really you know jumping out of the frying pan into the fire or that's far too scary but actually it's probably somewhere in the middle really is is how bad or how good it's going to be really so yeah very very good advice ziva i'm hoping that in the next that i will see you in the next few years you know, paris is on my destination to go to once all yeah. this covid stuff is over but, you know, say I bump into you in the next few years in the street and say, Siva, you know, how, how is the business going? What, what's your dream outcome in the next few years about where you want it to go? Hmm. I like this question, Johnny. <laughs> um, okay. You bump in. Um, I've got... Um, a you know wonderful group of one-on-one -on -one clients that I'm working with that I see maybe twice a week. Um, I have published a book yeah. on I don't know what yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be curious. <laughs> you know what's the ROI? What's the point? What's for it? 
Um, and I probably also have a podcast. I think yeah. that um, podcast or I don't know what's going on with this clubhouse thing, but some other like like a platform for me to interview people. Yeah. I'm fascinated by people's journeys, uh, by what people what makes people tick when they have those discovery moments, those aha moments that kind of put them on a different kind of yeah. trajectory. So I think the world that I would embody in a few years is that I have my coaching. Um, I'm doing a combination of different things, one-on-one -on -one coaching, like a group, a group um, um, coaching service like I have now because I yeah. love bringing people together. But then I'm, I've also taken the time to kind of dig deeper into my ideas and, and have created something that is an expression of that yep. but then i'm also following up on the things that my like you know weekly discoveries with uh some kind of kind of a podcast okay very very cool and you know i'm gonna hold you to that as well now so you know i won't say i'll coach you there but you know let's uh but you know that that would be amazing to see i i'd love obviously to see all that coming and coming truth and uh i look forward to reading the book as well send the first copy to that guy as well who told you what's the point you know uh, you can get your revenge 15 20 years on or whatever the uh, uh it's like here's the, here's the seventh print or something of this um right of the what's what's the point yeah exactly so what's the point guy so I just want to say, Zima, <laughs> thanks for taking the time to meet us today. Uh, it's been, you know, it's, it's been a really great call. I've really enjoyed hearing about your entrepreneurial journey. You know, just so everybody knows how they can get in touch with you and find out more about what you do. Where, whereabouts do you hang out online? Where do you want to point people towards? Sure. Well, I'm on Instagram as Ziva B. So Z-E-V-A-B. Yeah. Um, I... Am also uh, a great way to kind of connect with me is on my website. So zivabelel.com. And um, it would be great if you decided to join my newsletter. I have, as I said, this um, a few, two different options offers that you can choose from um that give you some exercises to do to kind of acquaint yourself with your goals going forward um and if you sign up for uh for my newsletter i come out with some um regular updates yeah. that are usually pretty funny and inspiring and are you know kind of connected to the things that i've discovered or learned on as a coach from my clients or just things that i i've picked up in my readings and my yeah. podcasts um so it's a great way to stay connected and I read every um, email that you send me. Uh, so we could just Very start cool. a conversation that way. Sounds great. And obviously you can sign up to the newsletter on your website as well. Yes. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Well, like I said, just want to thank you, Ziva Bell, for coming on the Go Solo show today. Thanks very much. And uh, obviously good luck for a successful future ahead. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Johnny. Thanks, thank everyone. Thank you, Ziva. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Go Solo Show, powered by Subkit. We hope you've had a great time and picked up many new ideas for your own business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on Twitter at team underscore go solo. If you're inspired to get started on your own enterprise yourself, then check us out at subkit.com. We're here for whenever you're ready. I've been Johnny Quirk, and until next time, keep winning.